0: Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is when that starts and ends, spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue in the book of Philippians, a fourfold secret of outrageous, contagious joy. And we're in chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, uh, looking at an unselfish attitude of a blameless child. We all need a sign over our bathroom mirrors to remind us each morning, no griping allowed. Selfish teens and self-centered adults complain about everything. Nothing is ever good enough for them. The words murmur and whine are tagged by our English grammarians as onomatopoeias, or words that sound like they read that they sound like they read, okay? The word murmur repeats the same syllable in a grumbling sort of way. Murmur, 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 The word whining is hard to say without a high-pitched nasal sound to it, whining. Are you a whiner or a murmur? Do you gripe about not having anything to wear? Do you complain about too much homework? Why? Knowing that God provides everything we need for our present happiness, why would any of us gripe, complain, whine, or murmur about anything? Truthfully, unselfish believers would not, but selfish individuals live in a world that I will never be happy, satisfied, or content world. God says do all things without murmurings, and disputings, that you might be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked, perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Everything we face in life should be done without grumbling, griping, complaining, murmuring, arguing, disputing, debating, and questioning. Our lives should prove that we are the true children of God who are blameless, harmless, pure, innocent, without rebuke and above reproach, living in the midst, right in the middle, where you can be seen gawked at, scrutinized, and examined from every side. Of a crooked and a perverse generation, a generation warped towards evil and twisted away from God's truth, among whom we should stand out as bright, shining lights in our dark world. Maybe it would be good if we posted a second sign in our bedroom. No arguing permitted. To keep from handing ammunition to our spiritual enemies so they can pull the triggers of criticism at us, we have to get rid of our argumentative spirits. We can disagree. We can have conflicting philosophies of life without being mean, harsh, and judgmental. If our goal is to be right, we are in trouble. If our goal is to guide our opponents to God's liberating truth, we're on the right track. When Paul counseled his friends in Philippi to do what God had called him to do without disputings. He was putting a spotlight on a hard attitude more than the outward action. The word dispute has an attitude to it. It has the idea of discussing heatedly, to argue with irritating persistence, or to arrogantly put those you disagree with in their place. This is a da- this is really dangerous when we approach our authorities with such an attitude. Do you debate and question your authorities is it easy for you to argue with your parents, teachers, pastors? Do you have a condescending attitude with the policemen or politicians? In light of Romans 13, this is dangerous to your testimony and displeasing to God. Those who easily disregard the authority of men can fall into a trap of disregarding the authority of God's word, even God himself. I used to marvel at the cool names given to specific colors in a 48 count box of Crayola crayons. Burnt Sienna, Granny Smith Apple, Tumbleweed, Purple Mountain Majesty, and my favorite, Macaroni and Cheese. These colors are quite true to their names. If we were forced to assign a specific color to our specific attitudes, good and bad, I wonder what we would choose. Which crayon would you pick for calm peacefulness? What color is quiet joy? Which would you choose to represent arrogant, unthankful, quarrelsome, or complaining? What colors would you choose to color the picture of a judgmental, selfish, grumbling old grouch? Sometimes our attitudes color our actions in a very untasteful way. Why is it so important to refuse to murmur and argue? Well, Paul answers the question in the next phrase that you might be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the middle of a crooked, perverse world. Our world is consumed with griping, complaining, arguing, disputing. We as Christians need to prove that we are different. We should strive to be nothing, yes, nothing, like the selfish world we live in. Prove to everyone you know at work or at school that you are blameless, harmless, pure, innocent Christian. If you live this way, you will be, as Paul puts it, without rebuke, above reproach, and no one will be able to criticize or point the finger at you saying, see, you're no different than anyone else. What good is your Christianity? I'm every bit as good as you are. In fact, if your God is so good, then why do you gripe and argue about everything that you face? The spotlight is on us, Christians. This unselfish, uncomplaining, unmurmuring if that's a word, lifestyle is to be lived in the midst, right in the middle, where you can be seen, gawked at, and scrutinized, and examined from every side of a crooked and perverse generation. Again, a generation warped towards evil and twisted away from God's truth. You have to study your generation, your multitude of contemporaries, to understand how to keep straight what is being twisted and turned. Your parents' generation, if you're a teen, rebelled against the rules. Your generation simply states there are no rules. No rules for morality, no rules for marriage, no rules for right, no rules for life. This crooked, truth-twisting, dark generation needs light. Where can this light come from? From blameless, pure, innocent Christians like you, who bump into the darkness of this world every day. Think about it. The unperverted, untwisted, absolute truth of God's Word is the only light left in this increasingly dark world. You can't be blameless. You can't be a blameless bright light and complain at the same time. You can't be a harmless bright light and attack others with your argument of spirit. You can't be a pure and innocent blinding light while contradicting everyone who does not think just like you do. You need to buy a box, a new box of crayons. But before you do, make sure it's filled with the colors you want. Choose only the colors that will paint pictures of the quiet contentment and peaceful joy of living close to God. If you you look closely, you'll see colors that will make you smile rather than cry. Let's give such colors names. How about contentment, joy? Forgiveness, peace, tolerance, humility, love, self-control, thankfulness, kindness, and gentleness, and the most beautiful color of all, christs likeness Lord, I know I am prone to be selfish and show it by a murmuring argument of spirit sometimes. I am selfish and I know it. Please help me to change so I can be a bright testimony for you in this dark world. Oh, we all need to pray a similar prayer. Our time's up. If you have time, go do some coloring. Get a new box of crayons. They're kind of fun. But this is a day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a really, really good day.